You realize that there's a lot of hurt and pain in a lot of people's families. And the one common denominator in a lot of these issues is forgiveness. Now, a lot of people will say, I forgive. But then as you listen to them talk, you wonder. I've been forgiven. How can I withhold that from somebody else? Like, if I don't forgive, guess who's not going to forgive me? We don't keep these records. We're at 312 times. You you keep forgiving. Because why? Because you would want to be forgiven. People that we don't know or we don't come in contact with all that much, we give them a lot more grace and mercy than our own friends. Absolutely. Think about that. If you want to be a person that follows Christ and want to show love, you're going to be a person of forgiveness. I'm Chuck Tate, and here at Fellowship of Believers, we encourage families, strengthen marriages, and edify the body of Christ. I'm Larry Grimm. We also promote biblical doctrine in a fun and engaging way. And I'm Sarah. And if it's Christian, we're talking about it. This is the Mike Charleston Show. Alrighty. Well, welcome to another episode uh, of the Mike Charleston Show. If you are listening on the podcast, thank you very much. And if you're watching on YouTube, you will find out. And if you're listening on the podcast, you'll find out shortly that we are missing two people. We, uh, we're going to have to look straight ahead all episode, uh, Sarah. We, we're just going to have to look straight at the camera. We don't want to pretend that there's more people here. That's in right. Larry okay. and Chuck, even though later on when we do the movie review, they're going to all of a sudden show up. Wow. It is going to be cool. going to be awesome. And we're going to be wearing the same clothes that we wore last week. So that's going to be strange. Mm. So anyway. so All right. Well, babe, it's just the two of us today. Just the two. That's right. Yeah, it's just the two of us. So uh, uh, we're going solo. I guess that doesn't even make sense. We're going duo. Yeah, solo is just one. I'm not supposed to be looking at you, right? No, don't look at me. And uh, so we're trying to figure out what we're going to talk about. And we had plans to interview someone and that didn't go so well. And because we're... I know, right? And because Mm -hmm. we were going to be leaving early in the week. So Chuck's Chuck's not here because we're recording earlier, but uh, Larry's... Uh, going to a wedding, his son's getting married. Yep. And so Exciting. we are recording just a little bit earlier, and uh, the people that we're going to had to had to that we we're going to interview had to uh, push it back a little bit, which means we had to come up with something, which is fine. Which we have a number of things, are a lot of irons in the fire, and we're we're excited. We're going to be talking about well, forgiveness and grace, forgiveness. in effect, and that, that'll hopefully that will make sense as we get done forgiveness. Um, you know, when you get done spending some time with people at a camp, as we did just recently, mm-hmm. and you talk one-on-one with people, as we did. And Is this a kissing book? It's not a kissing <laughs> book, no, it's not. But we, we, as you get to talk to some of these people, you realize that there's a lot of hurt and pain in a lot of people's families. And the one common denominator in a lot of these issues is forgiveness. Yeah. And a lot of people just have a hard time with it. Now, a lot of people will say, I forgive. Don't worry about that part. Yeah, but then as you listen to them talk, you wonder. Right. That's it's really like, true. well, you, you haven't gotten over it, that's for sure. And I understand there's a little bit of difference between forgiving and still trying to get over some issues, but uh, most of the time it's with you and because you really truly haven't forgiven. And that is, um, that's at the heart of everything. And it's, let's be upfront, forgiving someone that has hurt you is hard. Very much so. Very hard, especially if it's a really deep wound. Now, your deep wounds are very relative. It's, it's, It's personal. 
Like yeah. I could look at someone who was abused as a kid and and, and abandoned and be like, wow, there's a lot of hurt and pain there. And they're like, oh, you know, it was no big deal. And then someone who just is, is struggling with some identity issues, you know, even though they had a stable home sometimes, but they may have had some some issues with their mom and dad and, and they're struggling. And it's like, well... That doesn't look like it should be as difficult to get over, but it's where you're at. It's it's it is what it is. I mean, you can't yeah. you can't like just because you didn't go through Vietnam doesn't mean that you can't have issues. You know what I'm saying? Right. So you your issues are your own issues, but at the heart of it, we need to forgive. And in fact, uh, Chuck at, on his message at the camp, which by the way. This is only going to be for the podcasters, so cheer for the the, the podcasters. Uh, we'll release a couple. Uh, well, not release a couple. We'll release all the main sessions that we preached uh, on the podcast as bonus episodes. We won't do it on YouTube because there's no video, so I don't see why we would do that. It's just going to be on the the podcast. I'm looking at Joshua as if he knows. So it's it's all done, right? We just have to put it on. And so, yeah, we'll, we'll slowly release those, hopefully in the next week. We're really slow at that. Well, yeah. what about, you were saying Chuck, about with his message. So in his message, we talked to briefly last week, and he, he, he was talking about you have to choose to do some of the things. And one of the things was choose to forgive. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, yeah, that is absolutely true. And in fact, that is the first point that we're going to talk about today in forgiveness and grace is that we are commanded to forgive. Yeah. Well, that is, that's scriptural, right? It is, it's in the Bible a number of times that, that the, the Jesus, the Bible, God tells us to forgive one another. Yeah. Which I think forgiveness is a huge issue because Everybody is touched by forgiveness. Like we all at some level in different times in our lives. Or a lack of forgiveness. Or a lack of forgiveness. Yeah. We all are going to need to forgive. Well, we're we're all going to, we're all going to hurt someone. Right. And we're all have been hurt. Right. And so we want forgiveness. Yeah, we do. And we want to be forgiven. Yeah. So it, 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 it touches all of us. So this is a very personal yeah, uh, issue. So yeah. why don't we go ahead and talk in Colossians 3, 12 to 13. What does that say? It says, put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long suffering, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. I mean, we could almost just stop it right here. And, yeah. and obviously the first part of this verse, it very, it sounds very uh, weak, you know, as the world would say, oh, a person that is meek, long-suffering, forbearing, forgiving one another. Well, the opposite of all those is going to be a miserable person, <laughs> you know, yeah, that's proud much. and arrogant, and not, you know, not long-suffering at all, not patient with anybody, uh, doesn't forbear with anybody and doesn't forgive. That's going to be an old bitter man or woman. Yeah. And uh, that's not obviously not good. But it, at the end here, it says, if any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, uh, so also now we'll get into it how God forgave us because no. we did not deserve His forgiveness and yet He forgave us. So in the same manner, we are to forgive. So why don't you go on to the next verse? Ephesians four thirty two says, "And be ye kind one to another, tender hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you." Yeah, all these verses bring it back to 
how Christ forgave us. So he is the ultimate example. Absolutely. For sure. And he, of all people, didn't need to. Uh, he was perfect. So right. he didn't do anything to anybody that needed forgiving. I guess you can make an argument the Pharisees were offended, but they were offended for their own reasons and he didn't need to, to ask for forgiveness. You know, they well, didn't. And not only that, but we weren't asking for forgiveness. No. Like we weren't going and saying, please help us. You know, no, we were and, going our own way. In fact, so. when he's hanging there on the cross, that, that still on his heart is a heart of forgiveness by saying, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Right. And yeah. uh, so you're going to find this, that you forgive one another. Why? Because even as Christ has forgiven you, I mean, so that is uh, that is at the heart of this. And that that, is, that brings us back to the, the basics, basically. Uh, is that redundant? Is <laughs> <laughs> basic. Is um, I've been forgiven. How can I withhold that from somebody else? Yeah. Especially if they come to me and ask for forgiveness. Now, we'll talk about when they don't come and ask you for forgiveness in just a little bit. But Matthew 6, 12, 14 through 15. So Matthew 12, verses 12 and 14 through 15. I hope you understood that. It says, And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Yeah, so this is in the Lord's Prayer, right? And right. and this is, uh, we obviously skipped verse 13 just to, yeah. to put the forgiveness part together. But that's a scary verse right there. It's very scary. Like, I mean, if I don't forgive, guess who's not going to forgive me? Uh, which reminds me of a parable, which I don't know if we have that later on. Okay, the, the parable of the... Unjust servant. The unjust servant, where he owed... We're going to just use uh, uh, normal terms, like he owned five bucks, you know, and the, and the guy just said, you know what... Or actually, no, he owed like $5,000. And the guy said, you know what? I'm going to forgive you the $5,000. And then he was like, oh, I'm so thankful. And then he goes to the next guy who owed him $5 right. and demanded that he pay him the $5. And because of that, you know, we, uh, you can go look at it, what he says and all that. But it, it's, it's you, you've been forgiven much. We need to forgive much, and yeah. how dare we withhold the forgiveness from someone when we've been forgiven much? And if you don't think you've been forgiven much, guess what? You're arrogant. You're and proud. you don't understand the holiness of God right. and what you've actually done because we've all been forgiven much. Yeah, we've been we've been sin we've sinned against the holy God. We've sinned against others, and we've offended others, and maybe not to the extent of we, we looked at a list of the t ten worst people in the world. <laughs> And uh, so maybe not to that extent, but uh, we, we don't always deserve forgiveness and, and God yet forgave us. So in yeah. the same manner, people may not deserve to be forgiven, right. but that's not the point. The point is not to forgive that they deserve it. That's kind of where grace comes in and where forgiveness comes is that's what that's what makes forgiveness forgiveness that Pretty we much. forgive you. So yep. anyway, so that's that's kind of point number one. Uh, what about number two? What do we got, babe? So I have forgiveness is a choice. And you talked about Chuck's thing and he said we can choose to forgive. And so it is a choice. And some people will say that I can't forgive. You right. know, this person's wronged me too much. I just I can't forgive. I've tried and I just can't. So what do you say to that? Yeah, that's that's a uh, what you're saying is you're, God's not big enough for you. And, yeah. and so I can't forgive. And you were asking me that earlier, like, is that an, an impossibility? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, no, when people say that, they're, they're treating it as an impossibility, but that's not, and you know, it's not like I can't jump over the moon. Like I physically can't jump right. over the moon. 
But if you come to me and say, hey, I'll give you $200 for your, your car out there, I'm like, no, I can't do that. Right. Now, that, that doesn't mean it's impossible. I'm just, I'm not going to do that. So basically, that's what you're saying. I won't. I'm not going to forgive this person. Yeah. I, I can't forgive. No, you're, it's possible for you to forgive. You have chosen not to forgive this person. Your bitterness has set in so much that at this point, you can't forgive the person. And that's a sad place to be. That is a very sad place because it's more of a... Like you feel like it's on, you know, my side that I just, well, I just can't and you want to feel sorry for me. But then when you realize it's really my stubbornness that I'm just unwilling, I'm like, nope. I can't forgive, you know, no, I won't all, forgive. All it does is harm yourself. It's it's harming you. The bitterness is setting in, the anger, the resentment, whatever it is. I'm sure the other person doesn't even care at that point. They don't even Probably remember not. or know what the issue yeah. is. And just, I can't, I can't forgive. I, I've tried, I've tried, I've tried. Well, maybe that's your problem. You've tried to forgive, you know, when, when, when you fall at the mercy of, of Christ and realizing how big of a sinner you are, how big of a failure you are, and how much grace and mercy and forgiveness you need. You know, I've told people this, that the two big things that we want in this world, is, do you know this? Have you heard me say this? I have. And you don't know? I'm not quite sure. Okay, well, number one, I think the number one greatest thing that we want in this world is to be loved. Mm-hmm. We want to be loved by someone or something, you yeah. know, and I don't know how the something works, but we love things, yeah. but the uh, maybe like a dog or something, you know, we, we want love. Yeah. And the ultimate love is obviously God loving us. And, you know, obviously that translates to loving others, but... We, we seek love, and sometimes we seek love in uh, inappropriate ways, yep. and it's not really love. But the other thing that we really, really want in this world is to be forgiven, because we know that we have done some terrible things. Yeah. You look at every culture, except for the modern age, you know, most cultures have some kind of religious system, and every religious system has some kind of sacrifice or some kind of thing that they do to appease a God, because they know they need to be forgiven. Yeah. They, they have failed. They have they have made a mess of things, and they want to be forgiven or be made right, be reconciled. Yeah. And uh, I think those are the two big needs in people's lives. Is I have. Uh, failed and I need to be, I want to be loved and I failed others and I want to be forgiven for that. Think about when you're growing up. Now, most kids are resentful of their parents, but guess what? The parents at one point were kids and they were resentful of their parents, you know, and parents tend to be, uh, when they realize that they have failed and it's very humbling to ask for forgiveness and it's a pride issue and for their parents, for, for, for parents. And so kids sit in judgment of that and then just the cycle just gets uglier and uglier. And it doesn't seem like, it seems like until you're like 30 years old or something like that, when you realize, oh, my parents were 30 when I was, you know, such and such age. Mm -hmm. And so they were right where I'm at. Maybe I should give them a little bit more grace because they probably didn't know what they were doing. Just like, I don't know what I'm doing right now. And so (laughs) it's, uh, it's a weird, weird circle, but we don't, we don't look at each other where they're at. Mm -hmm. And, and so by not forbearing with one another or trying to understand where each other is, then we offend each other and we get angry and we get resentful and we we hold on to that bitterness. So you say you can't forgive. That means you just don't want to. Yeah. You don't want to. And that's where I see a lot of people where they'll keep bringing up the past. 
you're living in the past, man. You right. th- This is 2023. Why are you telling me things that happened when you were 15 years old and you're now 40? You know, you're 45, you're 70, whatever it is, and you're still telling stories of back there. You're living in the past, and you cannot change the past. The past is already gone. That's why they call it the past. And, <laughs> and you know, it's it's the future is here. So I'm not saying you can't remember things, but you're letting that hurt and that pain affect you in the future to now and where you are crippled almost. You cannot function because you are you're living in unforgiveness. Yeah. That's terrible. Well, so we know that the Bible commands us to forgive. We know forgiveness is a choice. And so next, I want to ask, what does forgiveness look like? But I feel like before we talk about what forgiveness looks like, what does unforgiveness look like? Ugly. It is ugly. Ugly. I feel like it's destructive. Yeah, we've seen people and we know people, once again, most, especially Christians, because they know they're supposed to forgive. Yeah. When you talk to them, they're like, oh, I've, I've forgiven my parents. Oh, I've forgiven my, my best friend, you know, that cheated on my husband. And, you know, I've forgiven my, uh, you know, this, that, and the other. And, but then as you talk, you're like, doesn't sound like you've forgiven. And, and so what does unforgiveness look like? It, it's, it's, it's ugly. It's, yeah. you can tell that when their, their countenance changes, when they're talking about this person, they talk about the person yeah. endlessly, you know, in a negative way. And it's um, where it's not like, uh, it's not good memories they're re- reliving. They're trying, to, they're, they're trying to tear them down and belittle their importance. That's unforgiveness. Yeah. You know, forgiveness is supposed to be made right. Now, it doesn't mean everything is made right. You know, like if someone messed with your kids in an unforgiving way, <laughs> You know, yeah. I say that literally. You have the choice to forgive them, mm-hmm. and you can forgive them, and you should. But there's wisdom not to bring them around them again. Right. You know, there there is like I'm not I'm not going to bring this drama in the you know to bring this issue back up and put them make the like them have a stumbling block in front of them. Mm-hmm. And so there's no reasons that you have to be you know best friends again or whatever. But in a marriage, maybe it can be reconciled. Uh, now, obviously, if you're divorced and you're with another partner, you still. If you have that unforgiveness, you need to make that right. Now, it doesn't change the circumstances. You're still going to be divorced and you're still going to be married to your current partner and, right. you know, so on and so forth. But you have to make these things right. You know, unforgiveness is, is really ugly. Yeah, we'll have this quote, unforgiveness is like drinking poison, but you find out that you're poisoning yourself. Yeah, it's like you're, so. the, you're mad at the person, but... By punishing them, you take the poison, yeah. and they're not punished by it at all. They're they're, they're just like whatever. They're going to move on in life. You're the one that's harboring the the pain, the bitterness, and it grows and grows until you just become an old bitter person. And that's why these old people, a lot of old people, are bitter, 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 bitter yeah. people. It's very, very um, uh, not sarcastic. What's the word I'm looking for? There, they're just bitter. Yeah, and uh, it gets very ugly, and they're unpleasant to be around, and it's just a you, you just we know people that it seems like everywhere they go they just burn bridges everywhere, and yeah. it's like, come on, man! At one point, you've got to forgive, you got to let things go, and and just let grace take yeah. over. Yeah, well, I feel like sometimes when somebody's really wronged you, you feel like, you know, they may come to you and say, okay, I, I apologize. I ask for forgiveness or whatever. But if it's, you know, if it was a deep wound, 
you sort of want to withhold that forgiveness for a time because you want them to feel some of the pain yeah. that they caused. But unfortunately, it doesn't work like that. No, it doesn't so. work that way. And most of the time, like there's a few instances in my life where I was hurt and uh, by close people. And that's usually the, the, the case is it's, you're hurt by close people to you. Right. Uh, yeah. If it's someone that's not close, it doesn't really hurt. And it's that's, a lot easier to forgive. It's like, yeah, eh, whatever. Like, whatever, man. You're not even in my life. But if it's a parent... Or yeah. a mom or dad or a sister or a brother or a best friend or yeah. a really close friend of yours and they hurt you, you want to withhold that forgiveness so you can kind of punish them. Yeah. But they don't even know when they've hurt you usually. They're just like, well, they're dealing with something. I don't know what their deal right. is. They don't, they're not going to talk to me about it. And, uh, and there's a place you need to maybe bring it up to them and be like, man, you, you hurt, you don't need to be that overly sensitive person that everything offends you and you need to go talk to everybody. But Hey, mm-hmm. you know, say, Hey, you, you really hurt me here. And, uh, cause I guarantee you most of the time, if you really go to that person and say, man, you hurt me here. They're going to be like, whoa, I didn't realize that. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. And now you can forgive them. Yeah. And uh, so it's like, well, maybe you just need to talk about these things and bring it up. But you don't want to bring it up because you're like, well, they're not going to listen to me. They don't care. Well, how do you know? Yeah. How do you know? Well, the thing is we have to forgive when we're hurt. And when you're hurt, what do you need? You need healing. But healing starts with forgiveness. Absolutely. It starts with, have to. You know, surrendering your that pride of like, I'm going to withhold this from you and it's let it, it go it and like, does okay. does damage to you. There's a reason why God tells us to do these things. It's good for us. It's yeah. it's not good for us to hold it in, to have grudges and to like not forgive someone and be like, now, then there might be a time where someone does something and they're just unapologetic about it. Mm-hmm. Then what do you do? Well, we'll get to that shortly. Yeah. But first, number three. So I... I have uh, Matthew 18, 21 through 22. It says, Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Till seven times? Jesus saith unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until 70 times seven. So forgiveness is obviously continual. Well, that's the thing. And this is is point number three, where what does forgiveness look like? We talked about what does unforgiveness look like, but but, uh, what does forgiveness look like? Well, right here, it's, you know, he's like, well, Peter thought he was being generous here, right? Like, hey, you forgive him seven times. I think there's another verse that uh, in a day, how many times? And he talks about seven times in a day. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a lot. We talked about this back in our repentance one. Mm -hmm. But seven times in a day, if someone offends you seven times in a day, I'm done with that person usually. (laughs) I'm like, dude, what is your deal? What are you doing? And so Peter is being very generous and is saying, you know, Lord, do we, do we forgive them seven times? You know, that's a pretty good number. That's a, that's a lot. And uh, Jesus is like, no man, 70 times seven, which if for you that don't know, that's 490 times. So for all your legalists out there, you got four hundred and uh, no, it's, is it four hundred? No, it's four hundred. Uh, yeah, yeah four ninety. Four ninety. Yeah. So you've got four eighty nine. You're like you've been keeping marks. Four eighty nine. You got one more, <laughs> one more, dude. Well, if you get to that point, congratulations. You probably keep forgiving them. Say so by then you should have a habit of just forgiving, forgiving, forgiving. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and that's hard. I cannot imagine forgiving some forgiving someone four hundred and ninety times. Uh, without being exasperated, you know, and be like, dude, you don't mean it. 
You don't mean it, you know. Right. But now it doesn't necessarily say it's the same thing or the same offense. Uh, so I'm sure in our life, me and you being married, we've only been married 24 years. Mm-hmm. And, and so we're, we live another 24 years. Uh, I mean, 48 years and, you know, 50 years. Like your parents are having a 50-year anniversary thing. Um, maybe they offended each other 490 times. I don't know. Yeah, well, hopefully I, they keep forgiving. That's right. So. You know, so that, that is where we, we don't keep these records. Right. We don't, like, mark them up and be like, you don't really mean it. Come on, man. Yeah. This has been, you're, we're at 312 times. <laughs> and, and so, no, you, you keep forgiving. Because why? Because you would want to be forgiven. Yep. Once again, we like to judge ourselves by our intentions and judge others by their actions. In fact, we need to judge our actions too and be like, well, I, I didn't mean, well, maybe they didn't mean to. And, you yeah. know, and it's, uh, we want the same forgiveness. We got to give the same forgiveness. Right. So we, we said we're going to talk about forgiveness and grace. So um, I have grace is there for when someone doesn't ask for forgiveness. So what does that mean? Yeah. So like uh, when they don't ask. So, Technically, now people may for, uh, forgive me if you don't agree with me, <laughs> but the I don't think you can technically forgive someone unless they have asked for forgiveness. Now, there's a movement out there that we just forgive without dealing with the issue. I've forgiven them. I've forgiven them, and you really haven't forgiven them, even though you're, you're kind of right. I mean, it's a it's a it, we're just it's semantics at this point. But in order to actually forgive someone, they have to come to you and say, "I have offended you." will you forgive me? And you're like, of course, you better forgive them. Mm-hmm. You know, how dare you withhold forgiveness? But what do we do when people unknowingly offend us? When no, um, people unknowingly do something or worse yet, don't care. And okay. they, they, they just say, yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to ask for forgiveness. I did this to you and I'm happy to do it. And yeah. you're hurt by it. So then what do you do? I think you can say, well, don't you forgive there too? Sure, you can forgive, kind of like what Jesus did on the cross. They didn't ask for forgiveness. And you're asking the Lord to forgive them um, uh, what they're doing. But it's really called grace. And that's what grace is. That's where forbearing comes in too, where I extend grace to people where like, I'm sure they didn't mean to do this or they're never going to ask for forgiveness. I need to forbear or have grace in this area mm-hmm. and, and just let them live their life. And I'm not going to let it eat me up. So by grace, I'm going to quote, forgive them, you know, okay. but technically they Technically, no one can forgive but God. You know when it yeah. comes down to it. But you know what I mean in the in the sense of forgiveness. Like you, you hurt me. And as humans, we have the understanding that hey, you hurt me, you ask for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And and like hey, I'm sorry that I was sh- I was short with you the other the other day. And um and you're like yeah okay I get it and yeah. I accept it. And uh, but the um but what if I don't apologize for that? You know, what if I, what if you don't bring it up? I didn't realize I was being short to you and just snappy and just, you know, I was having a bad day, not to justify it, but, you know, mm-hmm. just say, hey, I didn't realize I was uh, giving you pain. And you can either bring it to my attention where I'd be like, yeah, you're right. I, I, I'm just, I'm just off my game today. I'm sorry. I need to, I, I need, I need to say I'm sorry. Yeah. But what if I don't, and you don't, 
I'm not going to make a big deal about it. Then you have grace. You forbear with that person. You give them what you would want. And uh, some people need to learn this because they feel like they need to bring everything up to everyone's attention all Mm -hmm. the time where it's like, you offended me here. You offended me here. You, Dude, you need to learn to be a little bit more gracious. You need a little, you need forbearance. You need to let people grow and just accept that people are going to make mistakes. Now, there, there are times where you need to let them know and say, man, this, this really hurt me. And that's fine. And, but you have to be ready for them to, to not say, I'm sorry. You know, be yeah. like, well, you know why? Because you deserve this. And you're like, well, okay. Yeah. What are you going to do at that point? Are you going to be like, I don't forgive that guy. I'm not going to give him grace. We want grace. We want forgiveness. We want mercy. A mercy comes into this too. That yeah, that maybe they deserved some other action. Now, if we're talking about an action that is actually criminal, then call the cops. Right. You know, you can call the cops. Uh, but if it's not criminal and you don't want to bring it up, it's called grace, and we extend grace all the time. You know, and it's usually with people that we don't know. Mm-hmm. We extend a lot more grace with people we don't know, and Absolutely. you're like, you know what? They just they're having a bad day. Mm-hmm. You know, you drive by and someone gives you the bird, and you're just like, man, I can't believe that. You're not upset, but if I look over and it was you doing that to me, I'd be like, what's what's going on? <laughs> you know, hey, I'm hurt. <laughs> you know, but it's it's usually the people that we don't know or we don't come in contact with all that much. We give them a lot more grace and mercy mm-hmm. than our own friends. Absolutely, think about that. Yeah, well, and even, you know, I think about in families, I think young people oftentimes, you know, if they could have a little more grace for their parents, like you talked about, realizing that, you know, when they get to be where we are, yep. they might look back and say, oh, wow, I see it differently. And, and same with parents with children, you know, yeah. having... Remember you know, where you've come from. Right. right. If we can remember what it was like when we were those ages. And so if we could just extend that grace and obviously in marriage, I mean, just in all our relationships, I feel like grace would go so far to, you know, not always have to make a point of, hey, you hurt me. Hey, you hurt me. Hey, you hurt me. But right. it's like, you know what? I can just let it go. I can, and and obviously there's a time where it's continual and it's like, okay, we probably need to address this. But I mean, there's so many things that we could just say, it's okay. You know, I realize I've been forgiven much. I'm sure there are times where, you know, I've irritated people around me too. So, no, not you. But the, uh, but extending grace is because I've been extended grace. I extend forgiveness because I've been forgiven. I give mercy because I've been merciful. I've been mercified. You've been shown mercy. Yes, I've been shown mercy. Thank you. (laughs) Um, You know, those are the, the reasons why. And because it is just with Christ that's in me that is able, I'm able to do these things because of that for sure. You know, the, uh, why hold on to this? It only hurts you more and more and more when you live in the past, when you live with resentment, you live with uh, anger, because it only builds and builds and becomes more anger, angry and more bitter. And guys do a good job of this. So ladies tend to let it out a lot more. So you can kind of tell that they're not really forgiven people because they just talk, 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 and uh, talk about the people a lot. Guys hold it in a good bit. And they just, you know, they, they, ah, it doesn't bother me. But they hold it in and hold it in and hold it in and until one day they just get really angry and yeah. explode on someone. And they're like, dude, where is this coming from? Yeah. And uh, it's because of the resentment they've been holding for a long time. And it's not healthy. No, it's and, not. And actually there's studies out there that, that prove that these things, bitterness and all, affect your health. 
Yeah, it's, for sure. It literally isn't healthy, you yeah. know. Um, that's not the reason why you should, just so you can live longer. Well, I think there's some verse that talks about bitterness being rottenness in your bones or whatever. Sure. But I mean, for sure, there's definitely scientific proof that unforgiveness and bitterness destroys. Absolutely. So, so I did look up a lot of, you know, you look up the top verses on forgiveness sure. and there's a bunch, but um, I wanted to have this verse. It's Romans 5, 8, but God commendeth his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And if that's not, I mean, the right. ultimate example of what, how we should respond I don't know what it is. Well, you would think it would be easy. This is this is my favorite Bible verse, and because I'm reminded just how loving God is, mm-hmm. and that is that's the thing that when you don't forgive, you're proud, you're arrogant, you think you deserve something, and yeah. yet the person in this world that is perfect, God, you know, Jesus, God is the most perfect person, does everything right, loved so much that even while we were enemies. Mm-hmm. While we were yet sinners, while we're, uh, we didn't want it, he died for us. So he forgave us. And uh, while we were against him, you know, yeah. that he was willing to extend forgiveness and show us what we, what I call it, grace. Yeah. You know, that we weren't asking for forgiveness. We weren't trying to make peace with him. He made peace with us. That's what we call grace. And that's what he gave us was grace. Yeah. Um, so that's what Ephesians 2, 8, 9, you know, is all about. That yeah. uh, it is for by grace that we're saved uh, through faith. Yeah. Um, it is the gift of God. But anyway, the, the, that, that, that is arrogant. And so if you want to be a person that follows Christ and want to show love, you're going to be a person of forgiveness yep. and mercy and show mercy mm-hmm. and uh, walk in that. And that's going to free you. I was talking about our weekend of freedom. Uh, imagine the freedom you live in when you don't care that people have offended you. That's tough. That I'll, I'll admit that there are, there are times where you may need some help to get through some hurts. Mm-hmm. And when I mean help, I'm not necessarily talking about, you know, the psychologist or the, but you may need some people that are, mature in the faith to help you walk through some of these things and show you scriptures and to reinforce your faith in Christ. But Christ is a healer. He heals all wounds. I was just talking to Larry and Larry, you know, talk about a a tough child upbringing, you know, he, he, he could have some triggers, you know, he could have a bunch of those. And, uh, and yet it's Christ that washes us clean. And if we choose to walk in forgiveness and walk in that, then we experience that too. And, yep. and so that is freedom right there is not being filled with bitterness and anger and hatred. Yep. Absolutely. The Mike Charleston show. Pure Flix movie review. All right, guys, we are doing our Pure Flix movie review, which I guess shouldn't be called the Pure Flix movie review anymore, Chuck. The great right? American Pure Flix movie review. Yeah, it's yeah, it merged with another company or something. Yeah. yeah, from what we went back and looked at, it looked like actually a few years back, uh, uh, a division of Sony um, films actually bought out Pure Flix. Okay. And then they recently this year merged with. Uh, Great American, which I had never really never heard, heard of. of apparently, yeah, it's a uh, more it's of a cable network channel in the South there. So basically, uh, it's the minor leagues to Hallmark. Somewhat, yeah. <laughs> okay. But I mean, apparently, I mean, they they claim, and I, probably true, it's the largest 
faith-based family uh, streaming service probably, that's out there. Probably. I mean, I wouldn't oh. doubt that. Yeah, I don't know about that. But um, so <laughs> the, the largest collection of bad Christian movies on the internet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. There you go. That, yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, the movie we're doing today is Divine Influencer. I wanted to do this last time, but it, they teased it, and it wasn't out, so we ended up doing one that we already knew, which was way better. Oh, uh, way on. better, yeah. Uh, this is Dove approved, by the way. It has got the Dove stamp of approval. Mm-hmm. Now, right. when Dove stamps approval, it just means that it's pretty clean and it has a good message or right. something. It doesn't mean the movie's actually good. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so in this case, so the, let, let's give a quick synopsis. Remember the movie review we did just a few weeks ago, a few months, a few months, months ago? Easy for you to say. It was um, <laughs> Making Him Famous. Making Him Famous. Where we had a guy that was pretty famous, and then something happened where he was brought low uh, and yeah. almost homeless. Yeah. In fact, he became he homeless, homeless. Yeah. and then he worked at a shelter, uh, and he learned that working at a shelter, <laughs> he learned stuff, and then uh, it got better for him again, yeah. and... This is the exact same thing. The exact same thing. This is the female version of the script. (laughs) It was better done. Like, I could actually hear it, and the the shots were better, but it's the exact same story. Production was definitely improved. Yes, but it's the same (laughs) story. I'm Mm -hmm. like, how? I I don't know. But anyway, so... Take that synopsis. That is what the story is about. She she is an influencer on YouTube or something like that. Instagram for, or Insta- something, whatever. Yeah, she's whatever an influencer that, yeah. telling what people to buy. Apparently so somebody she, actually pays her to be the influencer. Right. She, mm-hmm. she has a job at it, and, and, and it's all about fashion. Right. So she's in the fashion world, and uh, so she's very shallow, and I think they did a very good job of that. that well, yeah, that's, that's true. They did. She, she was very shallow. And uh, so it's all about her and getting likes and subscribes, you know, and, and, and whatever is out there and followers and uh and she she's getting a lot of followers i guess but then through some bizarre circumstances she loses all of her she loses her job and she loses everything (laughs) and her job she loses her home she loses her status she loses her car everything everything in bizarre ways yes unrealistic ways in In hallmark ways in one week Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> it's so Hallmark esque that just these things happen, and it doesn't happen in reality, but it happened. Like the cop just, we have an abandoned car, and it's parked. What are you talking about? Anyway, we're not supposed to get specifics. See, I don't really think it's Hallmark like so oh much because Hallmark at least is heartwarming. Well, this is supposed to be heartwarming. It's supposed to be, yeah. She everything works out at the end. Mm-hmm. She gets the guy. Everything's happy. Well, I mean, the rescue grant, mission grant is rescued. Correctly, Hallmark is a good romantic chick flick movie. This one wasn't. I don't know what movies you've been watching, Chuck. But uh, <laughs> I'm saying if you want to call a good romantic chick yeah. flick a good movie, so I say good. Okay, so let's be fair. This movie was not designed for. People like Chuck and Larry and I. No, it was not. And, or me. Well, uh, it, it is more designed for... It, it's a chick flick. And maybe a 14, 15-year-old girl. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know who this was for, honestly. But it, it's more for the female persuasion. Yeah. You know, it is definitely for that type of person. And uh, yeah, not for us. This is it just... I knew it going in, like... If we watch the trailer, I'm like, what? I don't. Why would I care about a female fashion influencer working at a rescue mission? And 
is it is this supposed to be funny? It really wasn't funny. You should have made it a musical. So it would have been wow. interesting. But you know, really? it was done well. Like the, it, the, technically the, speaking, the editing yeah. was you know done very well. I could actually hear the things. The acting wasn't awful. I mean, they could only act their lines and uh, done with what they're supposed to. And you know, she's very shallow and and so on and so forth. So. I don't know. This is a tough one because I don't remember what I gave Making Him Famous. But I I just, this is not for me. This movie is not for me. I wasn't really going to like it. I wasn't surprised. It it reminded me of a bad Hallmark movie. And it just, like, we need to have earmarks of what makes it a Hallmark movie. And, like, did it have this in there? Yes. Did it have this scene in there? Yes. I'm like, this is exactly, (laughs) was it a female lead part? Yes. Okay. Did uh, did she lose everything or did a guy come into her life accidentally? Supposedly, like, they were high school school people but they didn't know each other I'm like, That's right. lockers next to each other exactly right next mm-hmm. to each other yeah. well he but, grew up oh and, and, and he was he, handsome yeah so. i would say it was disappointing except that i saw the trailer and i wasn't expecting <laughs> no i wasn't <laughs> expecting it's just not gonna be my thing hey so. there, but there's bible studies that you could do yeah. so yeah. chuck yeah. You're, you're you're giving your score based on the pure flicks score mm-hmm. so i found myself Checking to see how much time was left in the movie. Oh my goodness! How much longer I had to endure. Um, <laughs> I'll stretch it and give it a two. Wow, is that better than making him famous? I don't remember, but yeah. I, I actually liked making him famous better. Oh my! How can you say that? I just—it was the first time I saw the script. <laughs> <laughs> the production was horrible, but the, I can't uh, even hear you know, hear it half the time. Yeah. Maybe your hearing is better. So two, two. Okay, I think Chuck's sexist. He just likes the guy better in the other one. I'm gonna go with a one. A one. I, mean, just, I was stretching for two, but I mean, I just knew going in it was. I, have you one. given the Pure Flix movie review more than a one besides Woodlawn? No. Okay. Right. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I think I gave one a. He's consistent. Two or three, maybe. Okay, babe. What about you? You're usually the cheery one. Don't make me be the cheery one. Okay. Um, two and a half? <laughs> two and a half. Give that half. Okay. Well, I mean, at least I could see, you know, looking, watching with the kids and, you know, explaining why I think living a shallow life is not good. And they could see that. So that's a good Here's example. Here's a good example of what not to be. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and so for that, I will give it a three. The, the, um, because I thought that they did a very good job of showing just, she was very shallow and self-absorbed, and I think they did that. And she did have like a change of heart, and she was she was trying. And they did talk about Jesus. There was no like salvation scene in there, oh, but yeah. they kept mentioning about Jesus. So it was a Jesus movie. Um, <laughs> wow! But it but the, the message of Jesus was just as shallow as her life. Right. <laughs> but it was. But I, she did like contemplate these things and realize that the life isn't about her, and she tried to make things better. And just bizarre circumstances, it just was like, come on, too many plot holes. <laughs> oh, you don't think? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I will give it a three, just because the, the I could actually hear it. Uh, everything seemed to sync up fine. Music wasn't too loud, and in certain spots, the cheese the music factor wasn't good either. No, it wasn't great. Mm-hmm. But the cheese factor was at least a seven or eight. I mean, oh, it was just oh, so yeah. Hallmark. Yeah. I just, if you've watched a Hallmark movie, 
You'll know exactly what I'm talking about. I mean, it, you almost found yourself wishing it was more cheesy because maybe it would be. Yeah. Yeah. I could, you know, if they just went a little more overboard on that factor, maybe it would have been a little <laughs> better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to think if, if my daughter put this together and did this movie, would I be happy with it? And I probably would if it came from her, but deep in my heart, I'd be like, no, no, girl. Anyways, so that's that's what we have for the Divine Influencer. If you want to go check out what we thought, you know, and be like, are they really that crazy? You can waste two hours of your yeah. life and watch it, too. That's exactly how I felt when it was over. Can I have those two hours back? Yeah. Pureflix <laughs> needs to make a slapstick comedy that is really funny. And uh, they're not going to do that. I know, but no. They, they had an opportunity you should have cut this us off one. like five yeah. minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. This is way too long on a movie that's not worth it. The Mike Charleston Show. Music with Sarah. What song do you like? All right, babe. This is the song of the week, right? It is. <laughs> not the marriage moment. <laughs> and we're going to keep with the theme, I guess. We are. I know you say it's cheesy. To keep but, a theme. But I just, obviously, thinking about forgiveness, this is one of my favorite songs. And so I'm going to use this one this week. It's called Forgiven by Sovereign Grace Music. I was say, there's a lot of songs probably with that title or something like that. Maybe, yeah. I mean, right. There should be a lot of songs about forgiveness. But, um, but this one's by Sovereign Grace. Sovereign Grace Music. It was from 2017, so it's kind of okay. newish. But um, anyway, it's a great song. Obviously, it talks about forgiveness right. and how we've been forgiven, but um, it has three verses. And the first one starts with, Lord, forgive us for our pride when our faith becomes a show dressed in righteous deeds to hide all the stains below. We have judged, judged your sons and daughters for the sin that is our own. We, may we now forgive each other and lay down our stones. And obviously makes me think of the woman caught in adultery and right. here they all, all stand there ready to stone her. And it's like, hey, we're guilty too. And so but Jesus says, he who is without sin, throw right. the first stone. And everyone right. drops their stones because who's that person? Exactly. Right. As you think about in the body of Christ, we have so many of us that, you know, we're ready to not necessarily, we don't stone people, but we're ready to point and say, well, you do this, you do this. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Let me check my own right. self. Figuratively yeah. speaking, we're ready to cast stones. Yeah. And like exactly. judge these people and put them down. And who is without sin? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So then the second verse says, Forgive us for our love of the things we wish to own. We forsake the feast above for all the crumbs below. Though you've made us sons and daughters, we do not the world disown. May we find our greatest treasure is in you alone. I love that. We forsake the feast above. Like here he's got all these things for us. And yet... For the crumbs down here. We, we give all that up, you know. Obviously, we'll have it one day for right. sure, but but right now it's like he even in this life I think wants us to live a glorious life, and yet we we don't often right. because we choose to you know get caught up in all the things here. So um, anyway, and then the last verse says, "Forgive us for our shame when we can't release the past, when we're quick to take the blame but forget we're free at last, and we avoid your sons and daughters for the fear we don't belong. Give us eyes to see each other through your only son." I think just the the eyes to see each other through Jesus, you know, and I, I, I feel like that's so much if we could see that, if we could see people the way he sees them, I feel like that changes everything. Right, right. So. No, that's good. Uh, I didn't know if you wanted to go down here. 
Yeah, well, so some notes I made for myself just thinking about this. And I, when um, I think of how to learn to forgive more, we have to realize how much we've been forgiven. That's at the heart of it. And that goes, that's why they were saying, as, as Christ has forgiven you, forgive others. Right. You know, it's like once you, to me, marriage counseling for Christians should be easy. It's like, yeah. are you yep. perfect? Yep. Are you, are you more righteous than Christ? Right. You know, but he forgave you who was a dirty, rotten sinner. Right. And, and, and yeah, he, he made you clean and washed you. Why can't we extend yeah. the same yeah. and for each other? Right. You know? well, I mean, like you recently asked everybody in church, you did the thing where like, right. who's failed? And even at the camp, you did that. And, and shame all- on you if you didn't stand up. Cause <laughs> one. I asked par- well, I asked the parents first. I should have done with the kids too, because the whole point was that we're all failures. Yeah. We're all trying to do right yeah. and we fail right. and we need to extend grace yeah. back to each other. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So, I mean, I just, since we've all failed, we all have to forgive each other. That's why I'm saying this yeah. touches everybody. And then I have um, Luke 747. It says, Wherefore I say unto thee, her sins which are many are forgiven, for she loved much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. And I know we talked about this recently, you know, because I think we? sometimes we feel like, well, yeah, because sometimes we feel like, um, like somebody like me, I wasn't forgiven much because I'm not that great now, of a sinner. This wasn't which... recently. I preached this like four or five years ago. Okay, well, whatever. Right. And the whole point being like, yeah, you being who you were, and if you don't know Sarah, she hasn't sinned that much. She, she didn't have much of a, a testimony in that way. Like right. she wasn't a dirty, rotten sinner. Uh, maybe I was more of one than her. But we're comparing to each other. Yeah. And we all should see ourselves as... We've we, been forgiven much because right, I've done much. much to offend a holy God. I might, compared to you or compared right. to somebody else, I might be, I have a cleaner slate. Right. But compared to God, the holy God, I'm like... Nope. We've been forgiven much. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, so it's a great song. Um, I, I think it's just very powerful words in there. And yeah, I just, it's great to be to remind ourselves that we've been forgiven and when we realize how much we've been forgiven it changes our perspective so we can extend that forgiveness to those that hurt us yeah so go check it out it's called forgiven by sovereign grace if you care about what album it's on i can't read that so i don't know it's like says powers it's uh, prayers oh, prayers prayers of, of the, the saints, saints live. live okay yeah <laughs> but i'm like power, i don't have my reading glasses and you made a small picture sorry but uh but you can just search forgiven by sovereign grace music the mike charleston show marriage All right, babe. It's the marriage moment here. It's not a minute, but it's a moment here. And uh, this is a very important one. It's keeping with the theme and ending the show off with this of forgiving and uh, in marriage, this is huge. It is huge. Probably. I mean, I think if there's one thing that you can learn to do well in marriage that's going to make you have a long and happy marriage, it'd be to learn to forgive learn and, to, to, forgive. and to have grace. I mean, well, those... yeah, absolutely. I think that goes hand in hand. Grace, forgiveness, mercy, all those things. And in goodwill, I think that yeah. starts off. I mean, the, the first offense that you have is goodwill goes out the door. Like, mm-hmm. well, she's an enemy. Well, why do you assume that? Why do you assume the worst? Why yeah. don't you assume the good first? Are we that negative of people? You know, may, you know, like if you did something that annoyed me, which never happens, but uh, if you did, and um, and it's usually my fault, but if you if you annoyed me or something, why would I immediately go to she did this on purpose to annoy me? 
Yeah. You know, instead of like, okay, I don't know why she did this, but let's talk about it because it, it hurts me. I, I want, you know, we, misunder- we, we misunderstood each other or something, yeah. but we, we're so quick to go to the negative and assume that they're enemies. Now, maybe at, at some point in your marriage, it switches and you are enemies. <laughs> and if you are there, uh, then you need some help, obviously. But why do we assume that they're enemies instead of having goodwill toward them and, and assuming that they still want our good? It's just yeah. we, we have a mix-up here or whatever. So that's where grace, forgiveness comes in. Forgiveness is at the heart of a lot of the breakups that we see. Now, you can you can go to all these websites, and we have, and we've checked these out, and of reasons why women get divorced and why men get divorced. And and they'll cite some things. Some The guys are usually a little bit less um, spiritual. You know, they're like, eh, she doesn't look as good, you know, or I found another 20-year-old. And and the uh, the ladies will be like, because he just doesn't love me anymore. He doesn't care. He doesn't show. He doesn't spend time. Doesn't, you know, he abuses me, you know, or mm-hmm. he's verbally abusive or something like that. And, and, and so the girls are a little bit more, uh, have a better reasons usually. They're not good reasons at all. I don't know if there's really better reasons, but okay, I see what you're saying. Uh, Where am I going with that? (laughs) (laughs) That the, um, uh, you know, that you look at the reasons on online and all these stats of why people get divorced. That is part of it. But I think at the heart of it is unforgiveness. Yeah. Is I won't forgive you. I I come to that place where I said I can't forgive you anymore for whatever it is for not helping out in the kitchen, for not helping with the kids, for looking at other women, you know, for going out on me, for for spending the money recklessly. I just I I can't forgive you anymore. I have to have pleasure in this world at some point. Yeah, Um, unforgiveness in a marriage will absolutely destroy. A marriage. It's a cancer. It'll eat away and just becomes worse and worse and worse. And, you know, and that goes for, you know, when when we think about unforgiveness, you think about, well, if your husband cheats on you or does any of those things, but it's even in the little things, it's little irritations that, you know, you just roll your eyes and whatever, whatever, whatever. And eventually those things just grow into bigger and bigger. It just doesn't go away. So it's really, I mean, and if you find it hard to forgive your spouse, I feel like, again, you have to look at what you've been forgiven. Look at what God's done for you. And when you realize that, when you realize all the forgiveness that I've been given, that He's washed away my sin, that He set me free, when I realize all of that, all of a sudden, it's really not hard to forgive. No, it shouldn't be. Now, it still hurts. There's still pain, you know, but uh, especially if it's something like adultery, I'm, I'm sure that would be painful. But at the heart of it, and by the time you get there, you know, a lot of people always pointed out to, to that, you know, uh, you know, adultery, you know, what if, what if your, your husband cheats on you? And I'm like, well, if you get to that point, there's been a long string of unforgiveness probably and ignoring each other and a lot of other issues, but you don't just wake up one morning and be like, wow, I have a perfect marriage, uh, a perfect wife, perfect husband, and I'm going to go out on them today. It doesn't work that way. It's a, it's a slow fade. You, you work your way that way. And a lot of it is just little forgiveness here, a little grace, a little mercy and extending goodwill here and, and all that. And it doesn't, it stops at some point and you just get tired. And just like we talked about earlier, the verse 70 times seven, yeah. it, it does get tiring forgiving. You're like, they really don't understand. They don't get it. Yep. That doesn't justify it. 
It doesn't no. justify you not forgiving just because they're a knucklehead and, and don't get it, <laughs> uh, women out there, because guys are knuckleheads. Uh, you know, just because we don't get it, we're thick in the head and uh, we don't understand these things, um, or because we're not perfect. You know, a lot of ladies yeah. are expecting a perfect man. Well, that's why you got saved. You got Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm not your savior. You know, yeah. I know the Bible says I'm to act like your savior, right. but I am not your savior. You mm-hmm. know, I am I am definitely not that. And uh, we're both looking for for the savior. So yeah, unforgiveness and no grace and no mercy in a marriage is no marriage. Yeah. It's going to soon end. Uh, there, there's no doubt about that. Or you're going to live together in such bitterness yep. and, and such hostility that yep. uh, everyone looks around and goes, how are they still together? And uh, so grace in a marriage is extremely important. Forgiveness, it's just yeah. going to happen. I know you talk to some young couples and everything's perfect, right? Oh, no, they could never do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. You, 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 things creep in, man, where you just you take things the wrong way even. It doesn't even have to be sin. It could just be a misunderstanding right. or a frustration. You've had a frustrating day at work. You come home and there's a frustrating issue and you just snap. And then she gets hurt. And not that this has happened in, in my life at all. <laughs> but, you know, you just you might say something short or just, uh, you know, you snap at her. And she's like, she tried all day. You've tried all day to do something. And now you're crushed. And, and, I'm, and I don't care, you know, because I'm just, I'm venting. And I have a right to vent, right? Uh, no, you don't. But at that point, you have to be willing to forgive me and, and understand, yeah. give me grace. And then when you come to me, I have to be gracious and humble myself and be like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I made a mistake and, you know, whatever. But we need forgiveness in marriage. Absolutely. This is the yeah. closest relationship that most people are going to have. Or it should be, at yeah, least. Be. And you're going to expose a lot of things in your closest relationship. Like we were saying earlier, a, a person that just flips you off on the uh, on the road and you don't know, it's not personal. If you do that to me, it's very personal. Yeah. And we have to deal with that. But it hurts more when it's a close relationship. So we, that's why we have to figure this out. If we can't figure out our marriage issues, we're not going to figure out anything else. Yeah. Our other it, relationships are all going to tank too. It is the hardest relationship to have forgiveness because we are so we are so close right. and that's how it is and so the closest people to you are the ones who can hurt you the most and the deepest and the you know even if it's not as bad of a crime right. maybe as somebody who's you know more distant from me but since we're so close it's going to hurt worse and it's going to be harder for me to forgive absolutely and, and someone asked me one time like why do we do that and I'm like because it's not that we mean it all the time but you know I've studied people and 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 where they where they're at but it's it's I know where you hurt the most. What, what's going to yeah. so I can go right there, yeah. and it may not even be true, but I know it's going to hurt you because you just hurt me. So I'm going to hurt you back. Does that yeah. sound Christian? Not at all. Nope. No, it doesn't sound Christian. And then what are you going to do? You know where I hurt, so you hit me right where it hurts, and then the cycle just goes rough from right there, and then it turns into an ugly fight, and that's why it happens. It's not that we necessarily mean these things. We just know what's going to hurt. All we know is we've been hit. We've been punched. So our initial reaction is someone punched me. I want to punch back. And 
and when you do that, it's like, oh, it's just a reactionary thing. And you didn't realize, oh, I just punched a 6'4", 250 guy, and now I'm dead, you know. <laughs> but it's, uh, um, no, our, our first reaction should be, like what Jesus said, to turn the other cheek, yeah. to, to ex- uh, extend grace, extend yeah. mercy, extend forgiveness. So I think that's the big thing. Hey, this is Joshua Charleston, the producer of The Mike Charleston Show. Thank you for listening to the show. If you want to follow us, we're on Facebook at Mike Charleston Show and Instagram at underscore Mike Charleston Show. Please support us on Patreon for exclusive content. This episode is over, but if you want more, check out the website at fellowshipofbelievers.org for more information. The Mike Charleston Show has been brought to you by Fellowship Believers.